Welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps, and this is our Power Podcast. I'm the president of Schneps Media, and we are a company of 75 media outlets, digital placements, events, and broadcasting. And here we are broadcasting a wonderful podcast today, introducing Steve Dubbs, who's the principal of Beachwood Organization that are builders and developers of quality products all over our region. And I heard a little bird said they're going south. So Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Vicki. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your growing up years. You know, I know, like me, I have my son uh, in business with me. He's my CEO. And you are in business with your dad. Mm-hmm. So, but, but tell me a little bit about what was it like growing up in terms of being influenced by some people around you? Growing up, I, I think my dad was like Superman to me. He was my hero. And I spent a lot of time on job sites with him, you know, spend weekends in sales centers and walking through homes that were under construction. And I remember playing in the dirt or playing in homes that were being framed. You know, sometimes if he needed to kill a few hours while he did some work, he'd have me pick up some some trash in homes that were under construction. And I remember all that stuff really fondly. I always, I think ever since I was a little kid, loved playing with Tonka trucks and playing with Legos. And I always just sort of loved building. Um, I loved everything about it. And so I always kind of knew that I wanted to follow his footsteps and and go into business with him. I can't think of many uh, other than him. I, I idolized him as a, as a kid and uh, just wanted to be by his side. Well, you know, are you an only child or do you have siblings? I have two younger sisters who, who were smarter than me and said they're going to do their own thing and not go into the business. But um, uh, but I was the oldest. I'm the oldest. Ah, okay. Well, you know, my son is the youngest, but he is my CEO. And it's been a great adventure being in business with him and a great success, fortunately, for us. But, you know, tell me a little bit, Nasty, what are you up to with your projects? Because I know um, being in the Hamptons, we have dance papers of being out here with Long Island Press and being in the city and being in Philadelphia. We are kind of all around, but you are here going further south. Yeah. Um, so, so I'll start with New York. Um, we are building in Saratoga. We're building in Queens, Nassau, and Suffolk County. I think that we are building 10 or 11 projects uh, at, and selling or leasing 10 or 11 projects at the moment. Um, in Saratoga, we are building 52 luxury single-family homes just outside of town. We're working on a really exciting hotel and rental apartment project. Uh, in Queens, we're building a, a community called Arvin by the Sea. It's 2,300 homes, over 200,000 square feet of retail space, a charter school, a YMCA, and we're, I'd say- And a bank. Is and a bank. bank. And a bank, yeah, part of the I'll retail space. It's a beautiful property. It, it, it is. It's, it's on 120 acres uh, on the Rockwood Peninsula, right on the Atlantic Ocean, and, um, and we've been building there since the early 2000s, and it's really helped to revitalize the neighborhood. And it's been fun for us as we've been building and selling and renting to you know, really see the area, the neighborhood around us improve you know, in part as a result of, of what we're doing there. Um, well, that- you've lifted it up. You've lifted it up. You've lifted up that community and people copycat are, you know, because of what you've done, you've given other people the inspiration and motivation 
to um, improve their property. So it's very exciting. Is Jerry still with you? Jerry is still with us. Yeah, he's he's still fighting the good fight down there. Yeah, and and we're proud of it because when we started that that development 20 years ago, it straddles two census tracts, and they were two of the worst census tracts in the city from the point of view of of having the highest crime rates, uh, some of the highest poverty rates in the city, and the highest drug use race, rates. And after just 10 years building down there, the project, by virtue of of who it you know brought in, the homes we sold, and everything, lifted both census tracts uh, above the poverty level. And so, you know, gentrification sometimes gets a bad connotation, but I don't think that's the case because for residents around the urban by the sea development, it means jobs, it means um, you know more opportunities, and it means an improved quality of life. So, so that urban by the sea is really it's it's a special one to us. I think um, you should feel very special about that project because I, you actually lifted an entire community. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And then in in Nassau County. Uh, we're building two retirement communities now. One's called Country Point at Plainview. Um, the other is called Meadowbrook Point at East Meadow. Uh, Meadowbrook Point at East Meadow is 104 homes for buyers 62 and over, townhomes and, and villas surrounding a, con- a country club, surrounding a, a clubhouse with a swimming pool, which well, basically- created a country club experience. Really. I was going to say that uh, our- okay. In, in, in our Meadowbrook Point, our Country Point communities, our clubhouses really are country, uh, country clubs for, for our homeowners. Um, they really become the centerpiece of the community and, and the focal point of the lifestyle. Whether it's swimming, it's, it's playing cards, uh, uh, it's playing tennis, uh, it's watching movies in our movie theaters. Uh, you know, they, they really, the homes, we're obviously very proud of our homes and our design, but it's the lifestyle that, that we're really selling. So, and people are buying that, you know, I know friends who moved into Meadowbrook point and they just love, you know, being in the center of that area and being, uh, you know, literally you gave them a social life. Yeah. Well, Vicki, the largest demographic on long Island, I think in Nassau, I think also in Suffolk County are empty nesters, yes. uh, baby boomers. And, and many of them have been in houses for 20, 30, 40 years. And houses require maintenance. They require snow removal, you know, shoveling snow, you know, dealing with plowing. They're, they require landscape maintenance, cleaning gutters, et cetera. And a lot of baby boomers and empty nesters, they don't want to deal with that anymore. And so what you get in a Beechwood community, in a 55 and over community, is um, turnkey living. So somebody else takes care of the landscaping, the snow removal, the garbage removal, et cetera. So you get to focus more on uh, on enjoying yourself and worrying less about maintaining a house. Um, and, and for a lot of our buyers, it's also, it's a maintenance trade-up in terms of cost. Real estate taxes on Long Island are really, really expensive. In Suffolk County, the taxes in our condominium communities are lower than pretty much any home you could buy on Long Island. A lot of your landscaping, snow removal, garbage, that's all baked into your common area maintenance. So, you know, not only is your lifestyle better, you're actually saving money each year in terms of your you know, your cost of living. So sorry, I, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. Um, no, no, but this is really a new way of living for the masses. And you've done it in a kind of uh, very uh, inclusive way that is just, just sticking a house someplace and group of homes or apartments, you know, that they used to do. Yeah. You really uh, created community. And this is a mental as well as physical sense. Yeah, uh, look, we, we design, we approach the design of communities from the point of view of, of you know, building something that's really a step up for our home buyers. Um, so we, we try to design communities in a smart way, you know, whether it's making them walkable, 
designing them so that they have easy access to amenities in the community or outside the community, like for example, in Plain, Country Point Plainview, uh, at the foot of our community is our retail developments, the Country Point right. shops. And there's an Iverone Brothers restaurant, there's a Shed restaurant, there's a Starbucks, there's a bank, there's a, a stop and shop grocery store, you know, all walkable from, from our community. So yeah, we, we, we try to be thoughtful about how we, we design these homes. And, and yeah, you're right, for a lot of Long Islanders, they don't want to live in a single family home anymore, but they want to stay on Long Island. And, and so what these communities give them is the option to stay on the island, but live the lifestyle that they want. Um, so and you I, and, and I both live also in the Hamptons. We and I, I call myself a flipper because <laughs> I own Dan's papers, and I. But I'm in West Hampton, so I can run one hour away, come back. But yeah. I know that you've uh, developed a project. Is this your first in Suffolk County in the Hamptons? No. Um, so in in 2014, uh, 2015, we built a community called Bishop's Pond in Southampton Village, and that was a redevelopment of a former transfer station on 13 acres, just at the outskirts of the village literally on the boundary of the, the, the village where the village meets the town. We took what was a nuisance to neighbors and turned it into a 79 uh, home uh, condominium community. And I remember at the time, condominiums have become somewhat more accepted in the Hamptons, but people think of the Hamptons as the land of, of single family homes and, and sort of summer mansions. And with our experience being in the business of building lifestyle condo communities on Long Island, we knew that there would be people who wanted to live in the Hamptons, um, but wanted the low maintenance lifestyle that you get from a condominium community. And so a lot of people told us it wouldn't be successful, that we would fall on our faces. And uh, in fact, we sold out 79 homes in, in basically two summers. Um, wow. And that really proved the point that that there is demand for low maintenance condo living in the Hamptons. And so uh, when the lash opportunity came along, uh, a couple of years later, we really jumped on it because the latch is half a block from from you know the village, from the shops in 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 Southampton Village. It's a quiet, heavily treed site. It's beautiful, and we just thought this is perfect. This makes sense. This is a great transition from the retail of the village to the single family homes that you find on Hill Street. And so, uh, so yeah, the latch is our is our second condominium community in the Hamptons, but. Um, I hope it's favorite. not the last. I hope it's not the last too. Th those opportunities are few and far between. And you know, one of the tasks that we always have in building a community is is convincing the surrounding neighborhood that this is appropriate. And that's not easy to do in the Hamptons, okay, but we've got we'll we've got our eye out for another one. We'll talk. Yep. But I think you know one of the things I know about you and your family is also you give back. Talk a little bit about the way you are involved in some of these causes in the uh, communities you serve. So the, I'm going to, I'll brag about my dad for a second, just because I'm so proud of what he's done, but he's on the, the board of the Belmont Child Care Association. And what the Belmont Child Care Association does is uh, they build daycare centers for the children of backstretch workers at New York's thoroughbred racetracks. First one they built was um, was called Anna House. It's it's on the Belmont Racetrack property, and so backstretch workers. For anybody who doesn't isn't familiar with the thoroughbred horse racing industry, they're the people who muck the stalls, who you know take care of the horses, uh, you know clean clean the barns, etc. At New York's racetracks, and there are hundreds and hundreds of backstretch workers, and they tend to be recent immigrants to the country. And before the child care center was built. 
these people would have to leave their children in their cars all day. And most of the time they get to work at, you know, four thirty, five o'clock in the morning and they work for a couple of hours. Um, and these poor children were being left in, in cars while their parents were working. Um, and so when they would enter the public school system, a lot of backstretch workers, Spanish speaking, don't speak English. So, so the children are English second language. When these children would get to kindergarten in the public school system, they'd be at a disadvantage because they didn't speak English. And so what the uh, Belmont Child Care Association does by virtue of Anna House is they take care of these children so they don't have to be in cars for hours yeah. at a time. They teach them English you know, as, as a primary mission, but, but also you know, provide diff- typical daycare services so that when these children enter the public school system, they enter it on par with, uh, with their you know, English-speaking peers. Uh, wow. So Belmont Child Care, the Anna House at Belmont is, is fantastic. There's like no better thing than going to graduation day um, and seeing these kids graduate each spring before they go to, uh, before they go to school. It's great to see the parents show up. They're so proud of their children. Uh, it is. Well, Belmont is on fire. You know, they're putting that UBS stadium right yep. hard in the heart of the parking yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. No, it's seeing another world there. It's, it's great. I think, it, I think it'll be good for the track too, because you'll have synergies between the stadium, people visiting the stadium and people, uh, uh, just rediscovering horse racing or maybe discovering horse racing for the first time. So I think that's that's going to be great. And and the Child Care Association just built a another daycare center up in Saratoga, which is where they oh. race horses in the summer. Oh, that's uh, what called, brings you to Saratoga. Called is that Faith how it House. Happens? Yep, yep. Um, and and so that daycare center is called Faith's House, named after my grandmother. And so I am I am most proud of that. I, I personally am on the board of of uh, the Long Island Children's Museum which also provides um, STEM programming to English second language uh, children. And that's the part of uh, the Children's Muse- Museum that I am most proud of. Uh, but the museum's a fixture in, in Long Island. It's, a, it's sort of, you know, provides a bit of cultural foundation for, for Nassau County's children and for children who come from the boroughs or from Suffolk to visit. And it's a really great institution. And so I'm, I'm proud of that also. Um, well, I think, yeah. you know, um, I know that uh, we have knowledge of you and your dad receiving multiple awards for your give backs, for your achievements and from the builders associations around the region. And now, uh, you know, I need to ask you, what secrets of success could you share with our listeners to make them feel that they could be successful? What helped you in to achieve your great success? I, I don't know that there are any great secrets, Vicki. I think um, it's the old trope of, um, of, you know, just keep your head down and work hard and and good things happen. I I always kind of, if there's one thing I've learned in the last, you know, 15 years or so of being, of working here, it's that even when things don't seem to be going well, if you just continue to put in the work, um, good things happen. And I, I truly, you know, I don't know that there's anything else besides that. One thing that my dad really instilled in me from an early age was that you do not want to be a second generation coming into a business and sort of coasting. People, <laughs> people, I think, are skeptical of second generation, of the second generation and the third generation. And, and so you really have to work extra hard to show everybody, you know, all your colleagues, wherever you are, that, that you're in it to win it um, and that you're not looking to coast. And so when I started out of college, I worked at Credit Suisse in um, real estate investment banking for, for about two years. 
and then the world fell apart uh, and I was let go and I came to work at Beachwood the next day. And I had always planned to end up at Beachwood, not quite that that quickly, but you know, for for the first you know couple of years, I made sure I was first in the office and last to leave every day, because it was important for me to to earn the respect of everybody who I worked with at Beachwood. And I hope I've done that. I mean, the other thing about being, the other thing I've learned about being the second generation is there are some people whose respect you'll never earn, no matter what. And uh, so on the flip side, I've had to learn to just be okay with that. Also, you're not going to be able to win everybody else over. But uh, but you know, it's just showing up at work every day and 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 working hard. Because if you don't put the work in, then you know, bad things start to happen. I you know, I don't know that it's any more complicated than that. Well, I think, you know, you said the two basics and I have done many of these interviews and one of them is show up mm-hmm. and work hard. Yeah. So Steve Dubs, thank you. The principal of Beachwood Organization joining us on this wonderful Power Podcast to share his experience in business, share his um, ideas on how to be successful. Something so basic work hard and show up. Thank you, Steve Dubs. This is Victoria Schnepp signing off. Till next time. See you then. Bye now.